Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Wildfire and Flowers, the podcast. This is a space for soulful conversations, sensual embodiment, and cultivating self-love. My name is Vanessa DeMello, and I'm Paula Diku. We are heart-centered creatives here to support you in alchemizing your shadows into art. So grab your tea, take a mindful breath, and let's flow into the frequency. Hello, lovely people, and welcome back to Wildfire and Flowers. Today is Sunday, and with the weather outside being so, you know, it feels like the rain is coming, like it's kind of dark, it's kind of gray, it's a little moody, a little mystical. All of the settings feel like this is the perfect opportunity to hit record and start doing this. Definitely feels good to get cozy and record with you today. Right. <laughs> I lit a candle. I've got like ambient lighting a little bit around me and it just feels I'm ready. You know what I mean? Mm. Usually when I'm doing my own stuff, I forget sometimes how nice it is to kind of set the tone and set the mood to in order to set the mindset Mm -hmm. to go into whatever space you're needed to go into. So Mm -hmm. always love the narration of your settings and your (laughs) ambiance. Definitely helps me to Mm -hmm. get into a zone as well. And we actually did where I'm at. There was a little bit Mm -hmm. of rain earlier on and now the skies are nice and gray. It's Mm -hmm. feeling very cozy and connected here. And Mm -hmm. that's what Today is all about some sharing that we've got going on. And before we get to the sharing, Paula, if I may ask, what is something that is in your life that's feeling very centered to you that you'd like to share in honor of last week's episode about our anniversary celebrations and redefining success? What is something that has been or is a success to you right now? Hmm. So a really big moment for me, actually, and something to be incredibly proud of that I'm still sitting in is that I co-facilitated my very first retreat last weekend. It was held in Mattawa, Ontario at Nature's Harmony Eco Lodge, completely off-grid, an expressive arts time for women to connect to really chat about this goddess, you know, this, um, the goddess within, it feels like this wave kind of coming back to us, you know, of understanding what is this being? What is this entity? What is this power and, you know, unexplainable magic that is around us and also inside of us. It feels like a returning a little bit of the feminine mysteries and so, yeah, I co-facilitated my first retreat with Jesse Dawn. It was so beautiful. There was so much sharing and art and breathworks and sound and photography, of course, which is like a really beautiful time to connect, to not be online because you literally cannot. There is no internet there. We are in large domes in the middle of the woods. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is a time to be present, to be here, and to chat 
how many times, right? We're going to be like, oh, I have too many to-dos. I got to check my phone, but I need to answer this email. No, 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 none of that. None of this feels like a return of kind of like, you know, like sitting around a fireplace and chatting about life and understanding this human experience just a little bit more. Sounds like you were very fully present and able to hold space for all these beautiful people. So I love that for you. Congratulations yeah. to you and Jesse and to all the wonderful folks who did participate in your workshop. Thank you. And definitely the first of many. So something to be staying tuned over. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. To circle it around V in accordance with our last podcast and success and being proud of ourselves. What would you like to share with us today? What are you feeling in those realms? Mm -hmm. Last week, I went through some very big, intense waves of things happening and mm -hmm. me navigating those intensity of lots of great things where I've usually for the past two years kind of been cooped up in my house, doing things outside of my house, going on a little vacation with my bestie, um, attending a wedding, um, being around family, being around friends, and navigating all that fun stuff um, where everything has kind of been a bit chill so mm -hmm. navigating being around other energies. But on top of that, I'm very proud and happy to say that I'm officially certified as a feminine embodiment coach as I had my graduation call last week. I love that for you. Oh yeah. my goodness. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you, I mean, you were always the feminine embodiment coach. Like mm. you were that, but now there's also like the finale of all the calls, of all the trainings. Like that's huge. Yeah. Thank you so much. And to say that I'm officially certified, I feel yeah. ready and so excited yeah. to put things out into the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to share what's to come when it is ready to be out there. So another thing to stay tuned for. Lots to celebrate and lots to honor. So mm -hmm. yay us. <laughs> yay. <laughs> now as we kind of dive into the episode here and the root mm -hmm. of what's going on, it's that although there are so many wonderful things that we celebrate within ourselves and honor as we go through life, there is also moments where it's not necessarily the highs. There are the lows. And one of those lows mm -hmm. is the sensation, the feeling, the emotion of disappointment. Mm -hmm. Now, disappointment in my experience is something that I felt on my own self. Mm -hmm. It's something that I have disappointed other people, so put on to other people due to my actions or whatever. And navigating disappointment in itself can be a very interesting, tricky, icky thing. So, mm. Paula, what is your experience with navigating disappointment? Disappointment can feel like a very tricky thing. And part of that is because when you're in the midst of it, whether you feel that you've disappointed yourself, disappointed somebody else, you know, you've been disappointed as a result of certain expectations of something happening. My initial reaction is to 
think about it and play it on a loop over and over and over in my head with this like story or narrative around it of like doing wrong and feeling like shame around the disappointment as well. And when loops like that play, you're in a spiral, right? You're like, you are deep inside of this spiral. And not only are you in a spiral, but I also feel like I want to like push it away. It's like, I'm so in it, but I also want to like push it away of like disappointment, like Mm. go leave me. So it's a very weird like push and pull situation of not even really thinking about the fact that I want out of it in that moment, because in that moment, that is all that is. It's just that disappointment. I so hear your experience and I feel that to be very relevant with things that I've experienced when navigating disappointment, Paula. I think the push and pull of it is such a natural human instinct as well. So even mm-hmm. though we do have this awareness as you know, coaches and just people who have been in this realm of trying to understand the human experience for quite some time, it is still natural. We are not exempt from feeling these feelings, right? So when it comes to that, I completely hear you. And my experience of navigating disappointment, when I feel disappointment, it's usually more of an internalized thing where I reflect inwardly, but in a way that I'm my toughest critic and Mm -hmm. pushing the external without projecting my internal. So I kind of put it all on me and think, where did my expectations of the situation lead me to be disappointed here? Because when I think about my life, the times that I've been disappointed in other people, I have immediately kind of put it on myself. I get angry. I get sad. I get frustrated. But (laughs) I've never really felt a sense of disappointment appointment in other people because I feel like that's my fault. That's just my experience and where I'm at. I'm like, why would I let myself feel that connection or allow that expectation or put that thing on a pedestal or even for something that's not an intense reaction? Oh, somebody broke my heart or broke my trust. Maybe even something where you're friends with somebody And you have this expectation that a long life, you're always going to be on the same page. And then you feel a sense of disappointment when they, their life navigates and traverses in a different direction than yours. Is that anybody's fault? No, that's a life thing. And you can't blame anybody for that. But sometimes I feel a sense of, oh, I let my expectations, the story that I played in my head of how I wanted and hoped and manifested for things to be and attached myself to it, and let it get the best of me. Does that relate to you in any way? Definitely relates. Definitely feel the internalization of it that you mentioned as well. Although I find that in spirals, there's also this like blame game Mm-hmm. of like who's at fault for this appointment and almost needing to sometimes put this on somebody instead of just looking at those expectations, the boundaries, 
coming back to that, a little bit of centering, like a little bit of centering when you're finally out of that spiral to return back to, hey, you know what, actually, this is just like, let's have a conversation, you know, and maybe you need to have a conversation with yourself, like, you know, of going back into a state of, to me, I don't know why the words of discovering your inner mother are coming up for me right now in moments of disappointment and how you deal with that in those relations as you kind of are um, when you like, because when you're nurturing yourself versus when you're disappointed, it's two complete opposites, right? Like you're kind of on other sides of the spectrum and it almost feels like a moment of this rediscovering how you would want your inner mother to operate in this moment. Whoa, okay. You opened a door right here. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when I reflect upon somebody who I think I've disappointed <laughs> the most in my life with certain things, it's like my mom because she holds a yeah. certain standard to me. Yeah. And when I mentioned expectations earlier, I'm not going to include her in this list because that's a whole different yeah. relationship right. to navigate here. Mm -hmm. But – I'm not saying she should also lower her expectations or change her expectations of me. That is a different thing. It's so interesting when you think about someone or how you want to navigate those things. And that that can – whoa, I'm like really mind blown right now. Sorry. I don't even mm -hmm. know how to express this. But I see that. Nurturing and understanding the inner mother. By the mother, it's that sense of knowing the wisdom, the guidance, especially, and how you can work with that. Huh? Do you have any tips or any thoughts on how someone can navigate that off the top of your head through the things that you've experienced? Well, I find that the way that you treat yourself is often an example of what you've seen modeled for yourself growing up. And sometimes that can be from the mom ar archetype, you know, if not the dad and like who was present in the home. So I find first in realizing of like, are you in a state of disappointment towards yourself and the way that you shame yourself and spiral? Does it remind you of anything? Mm. Are you reminded of anybody else? And you know, once you are and however you decide, however, because, you know, we'll berate ourselves and we'll deal with it in a certain way that is very unique, very unique to us. Yes. And in coming back to that centering and how you actually want to be in those moments, I would, you know, just think and feel in your body of how do you wish how did you wish to have been like nurtured growing up and how can I show that towards myself in this moment as the adult me over also looking the inner child inside of me that is a key player in this realm of disappointment as well because those disappointments very well may have triggered something that is already there there's something there's like a little deeper layer and story here related to those disappointments so of course it's always that awareness pillar and then how 
would you like to be instead? How do you want to act instead? How do you want to feel instead in these moments? Because you as an adult, as an autonomous being, to remember that, that like you listening and you showing up, you are an adult. Mm -hmm. But very often we have this little kid, you know, that's coming out and showing up and feeling like they're just... uh, they're not good enough, that they did something wrong, that they let somebody down, that they this, that, and there's communication, there's boundaries, na na na, you know, it's not all internal, sometimes it's like external as well of chatting things out, but um, how do you want to show up for yourself? Absolutely, and I want to preface and kind of put an asterisk here because that comes to the aspect of compassion that you have towards yourself, but the compassion that you have towards not only the inner nurturer, the inner mother within you, but then the people who did take care of you because this is also their first time navigating the human experience, navigating taking care of another being that is you in this situation. So There is a sense of compassion that I feel that we need to give to those that did look after us while taking care of ourselves and being autonomous and la la da, but also they have an inner child that they are choosing to nurture or not and to recognize, but we also have the privilege to have these conversations and to talk about this and work on our inner child, whereas maybe the generation before us or depending on where you are from or cultural nuances don't have that same space to do so. So when it comes to that, this is not shaming your parents or your caregivers or, or even being ungrateful for the childhood that you did have. I think it's also just honoring all of it because nobody is perfect. You are not a perfect. You are just a human being. Not even just, sorry. You are a human being. And that in itself is quote unquote perfect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very well said. And... I want to actually return back to these words of expectation that you've mentioned quite a lot, Mm -hmm. because there's a very interesting relationship between disappointment and expectation. So my question to you then is, how do you manage your expectations? How can you begin to, what is your relationship with expectations moving forward? Because we're still going to have expectations, Mm-hmm. Right, it's not something that we're just gonna rip away. Of okay, I'm just not gonna expect anything anymore. You know, like I guess I'm just gonna be let down. Shoulder, you know, like let me just shrug my shoulders and move on. No. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts there? I think that's an attitude that you have towards life. So allowing the ebbs and flows to come towards you and just accepting them as they come, but also expectations are your dreams. They are your goals. They are your manifestations of what you want to happen in life. And they are a path that you see for yourself where you are in your life right now. They help you to see and navigate what you want in your upcoming years as you're here on this earth. So that sense of attachment that you can have to your goals and your life path is one thing, but then the sense of detachment in allowing the universe to let it all 
flow through the way it's meant to is another part of those attachments. So balancing your expectations of yourself, of your life, and of others comes all together because you Mm -hmm. can't have one without the other. Once you start putting expectations on things, you cannot control every single expectation. And if you also just let life wash past you, then you are letting life happen to you and not happening to life. You need both in order to happen. So I think being realistic, coming from a sense of a grounding space and asking yourself, why is it that I am expecting this? What is that need, that belonging, that want, that sense of security that this thing is going to bring me, this person, this monetary value, this career? What am I holding on to that for? And then kind of working through that. It's a big thing. It's a very big opening that can unleash a lot of thoughts and questions and even open up more Pandora's boxes within the box itself. But I think that's the learning and the discovering of life itself. Yeah, I think when it comes to my own expectations, I do sometimes hold myself to a high standard with things and the things that I want in my life. And then I've also been in a place where I'm like, I clearly life is not happening the way I wanted to. I give up. There is a sense of helplessness as, as well that comes with it. And then I remind myself, no, I do have agency and autonomy. I can work and I can pray and I can um, do things to make things happen. I can ask for help. I can ask for guidance because we are all this like connected chain within our community to work towards a goal, a collective goal and people supporting your goals. But then at the same time, then you have to remember, I can't attach myself to everything. And then it kind of flops back. And it's that medium ground that you constantly play between. That's how I manage my expectations. That was also very like broad. Um, But I mean, is there like specific things that you do, P, to manage expectations? I feel like I gave like a whole whoosh, but. Yeah, but everything you said, there's so many points and like like sub points to literally everything that you just shared like I want to go back to so many of the components but to me it also feels like there's this interplay of controlling and releasing and Mm. these words also came up of from you as you were talking and I thought there's something to that because as people we want to feel like we are in control We want to feel like we can hold on to something when really, when you're talking about ebbing and flowing, it's the fact that you are not in control of these external circumstances, other people's reactions, you know, reactions, whatever it might be, you are not, but you are in control of, um, and can be with like mindfulness and practices and tools of your own nervous system Mm. and being more mindful of those thoughts that are playing in a vortex loop and like putting a stop in them of like hey I no longer want to think like this I no longer want to feel like this it is time for something new 
But attachment, I want to go back to attachment and control because we're attached to things, we're attached to people, we want to belong, right? Like it's a natural occurrence, it's so human. So how do we navigate this balance between control and release? I would love to hear a little bit more on that from you of like, I'm attached, but expectations, but attached, I feel like it can still... Sometimes this can feel a little abstract, so I would love to even hear a little bit more about that, of how can I trust and surrender? How can I release? That's so fascinating, this sort of diagram of a line that I have in my head of what we started with as disappointment, and then to expectations, and then to attachment, and then release and control. Like, wow, that is fascinating. And your question is kind of taking me back to exactly what I said. But if I were to break it down at an exemplar level here, I think from my past experiences and something that I will continue to navigate in this lifetime because the learning don't stop, the situations keep situation in. And I think for me, it's that meditative grounding practice that we always come back to. And everything relating to the psyche and these cycles that we are continuing to perpetuate or to stop. And when it comes to the awareness of recognizing I am in that cycle again, I've attached myself to an idea and now I'm hurting my own feelings right? Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the human experience too, to show you the capacity that you have to love and that desire towards something. But then releasing that with love. I think love is always going to be at the forefront of something to help you live a very peaceful, heart-centered life. Mm -hmm. Because if you are holding on to that thing with love, let's use relationships. Everybody loves talking about love, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't at the beginning of this podcast a year ago, but here we are. I think it is the center of everything. If you are holding on to a person, whether it be a romantic relationship, platonic, whatever, and holding on to this concept even of them with love of who they are, of who they are meant to be in your life, that is showing your capacity of how open your heart is in that moment. And that's beautiful, right? Now they switch up. They have the autonomy over their own feelings, their own situations, their own state of being. You cannot control that. What you can control is your own feelings and navigate those. But if they choose to move towards a different area of their life and you're not about it, then it's up to you to feel that disappointment. Okay, this is on me. We kind of had an agreement that we were going to be moving towards life together in a certain way. As I said, friendship or more than friendships. And if that happens, that's also something to reflect on. And just remember that that's your capacity of allowing love in your life. That's your capacity of remembering. I can also release with love too. And that's the love that you show towards yourself because that's also self-respect. And allowing yourself to sit in that disappointment just for a little bit, feel it and let it go. Let it go. Forgive yourself. That's something P, you always tell me. You always ask me, have you forgiven yourself? Have you forgiven yourself? 
And I think that's also a work in progress. It never just happens one day and then you're done. It's constant work, constant reminder, and love is at the forefront of it. Being kind to yourself, being gentle with yourself, being compassionate with yourself and the person in that situation and just people around you in general. Does that answer your question? (laughs) It does. And it feels like, to me, the words bless and release Mm. are coming up for me. Bless and release this person, that idea, that – in that context. You know, like some people are meant to stick around. Some are not. I feel like we're constantly – ebbing and flowing even in that context yeah of who's coming who's leaving that job that That job concept that whatever that whatever it is house i wanted that house i wanted that lifestyle yeah like that's that is exactly what i want and i think that's beautiful that you're like these visions and ideas and keep going with that yeah. Because things come, things come into your life when you're specific, when mm-hmm. you you create that. Yeah. You definitely do. And I believe that. And I'm seeing it more and more and more. Yeah. <clears throat> but um the way you described that navigation felt so beautiful of like sit in it, feel that disappointment. And something that was coming up for me while you were talking, though, was the word chaos and the fact that in real life, in those situations, when things happen, I think there's going to be a lot more chaos and turmoil, you know, for even in my own context, when I I feel it, then like, I want to feel this and then I want to go through it. Mostly, I think I just want to... I don't know, like it almost feels like uh, you can't even enter this like destructive yes. stage and phase and then like fester in it and sit in it. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to get out of. That is what we want to navigate. But I just, the words chaos were coming up for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like, just feel it. I was like, oh, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of chaos there. Yeah. And you don't have to feel everything all in one go. Feeling your disappointment is one thing, but sometimes it's so heavy that it doesn't need to be felt all in once. Mm -hmm. I think something that I was navigating when I really started in the feminine embodiment um, space was feel to heal. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to feel everything and then I'm going to heal and then I'm going to be good and then I can move on and feel some more things and heal and feel and heal. But it comes in waves and it comes in cycles and it can be the same situation that's coming in waves and cycles because of the intensity of it and the attachment that you held to it. And that's life that shows you that you have feelings and the capacity to feel. So even when we are in these states of disappointment and the chaos, which is a beautiful word that you used here, creation and destruction are another thing that is very aligned to release and control or bless and release, right? So those two things just come twofold and that's where creation arises from when things are in a state of destruction. You know, they always say when you're at your bottom, there's nowhere to go but up from here. 
That's another way of thinking of it, right? But it doesn't mean it, this state of disappointment is like the worst, heartbreaking, awful thing. It could be something so slight and subtle, but if it's still disappointing you and bothering you, it's okay to honor that as well. You don't have to mm-hmm. shy it away and push it to the corner at all times. You can honor it as well. Just sit with it and be like, I feel disappointed about X, Y, Z and do what you need to do with that. Have the conversation. Talk to your coach. Talk to your therapist. Talk to your journal. Talk to your friends, whatever. Absolutely. Talk to yourself. Meditate on it. Take a walk in nature. Talk to the trees about it. They will listen, okay? And with that, just that's where the bless and release comes from. It's getting it out of your system, getting it out of your mind, feeling through it, honoring it, and then you move on to the creation. It's a sucky feeling. P and I know this. And if you are going through that state of disappointment and whatever it is, we hear you, love you, we see you. And I hope you are hearing, loving, and seeing yourself too through it all. It just warmed my heart a little bit. <laughs> also, thank you, Feminine Embodiment Coach V, for all that beautiful navigation and knowledge. <laughs> oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I love to see it. I love to hear it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I love this this type of conversation. I think it's so important, and I love sharing it out in this form. Mm-hmm of an audio podcast because I feel it's so resonant (laughs) with folks. And even though I want to preface, you mentioned that before you mentioned the word chaos, like, oh, it seems all nice, but when you're in the moment, it's like, ah, like chaos. Mm -hmm. Also, the way we are speaking about it can sound very nice and gentle and poetic, but it also is because we've come from a place of destruction. So we are able to create and talk about this in this storytelling way of how we've traversed it so Mm -hmm. we've all been through something in a state of disappointment some way shape or form and navigated the overwhelming nature of it too and i think that's what makes us human it's what makes you human it's what enables you to teach and to share if you so desire because We learn from our lived experiences, Mm -hmm. right? We learn from those and how we navigate it. And someone else might be actually navigating a close friend of yours. Somebody might be navigating the very same thing that you were just able to successfully come out of. And having the know-how, having the tools now, the wisdom, that's something that you can now share. And isn't that beautiful? Isn't that coming back to a source of more like deep connection and like support from one another that we all want? So stunning. That's the nurturing. That's the guidance. That's the inner mother. That's the mother. That is the inner mother. Yeah. That's the wisdom. Yeah. That's the wisdom. She's there to to support, to to teach, to hold. Mm -hmm. And why can we not be that for each other? Yeah, yeah. And I think that also comes from a place of where your value system lies. And when Mm -hmm. you understand who you are, you also have to ask yourself if you're comfortable 
with disappointing somebody else based off the decisions you are going to make in your life to stand true to you. That's also where your confidence in you, your uniqueness, your agency comes in. If I say this, if I do this thing that feels so aligned to me, it might disappoint this person. Am I okay with that? That's a big one too. But that's where your truth and your authenticity lies as well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. As we talk about things regarding like disappointment and navigating it, if you could give one piece of advice to somebody who is navigating something, some sort of disappointment in their life, whether it be to themselves, like they feel disappointed or somebody has disappointed them, what would you say to that person? I'm feeling this energy of nurturing again coming through for my advice. And what I suggest to you is to take your hands and to place them on your womb, to place them on your womb space just below your belly button. It's not a part of us that we are often connected with that we think about that is a whole other podcast episode for V and I to dive into, but it is in this womb space that I feel our inner mother and that creative energy is also residing. So in moments of disappointment, when everything feels like it's lost and black and dark and you're in the void, just take your hands that are so energetic, so much in the hands and just put them on your womb Take a couple deep breaths. Already you're feeling centered and just in placing your hands where they are in your body to remember just how connected you are and what actually power lives inside of there. And with that power comes creation. So even though something didn't go the way you wanted and how you hope, that's okay. It's shit, I know. (laughs) But the possibilities of creating something new and more that will come from this are also endless. For those who are not womb holders, where would you advise folks to put their hands? Because I do know for um, those who do have a womb and those who identify as female, the center of the body that is like your core is not traditionally where like your abs are. It's the lower abdomen and that's where your center is. That's what I've learned from my dance training. So I understand that completely. But I'm thinking for a man, like where would – or a male identifying – person where would they put their hands to find that center that is not their womb that's not something they can identify with so from I've actually been reading quite a bit on this topic of um, womb consciousness and womb healing and from what I've read so far this womb it doesn't matter whether you are in a um, you know more feminine or masculine body you will you still hold this womb space and so to me if you know I would still place it like just below right like on the like below the belly button kind of area below the belly button like that's still where I'm directing your hands 
yeah, that is still the point because regardless you're getting closer to that, that sacral chakra, right? That is what that energy force is. No matter what you look like in this body that you, you have in this vessel, it's still there. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That really brings some clarity to it all. And I think to our listeners as well. Yay. Fabulous. Well, on that note, not to disappoint you all, but this is the end of the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you had a wonderful time listening. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to slide into our DMs at wildfire.and.flowers on Instagram or shoot us an email, hello at wildfireandflowers.com. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.